Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey, Vanna. Why? Why am I Vanna? Because you got two ends in Glenn. I mean, I, oh, I, I want. I spun the wheel, and and there was two ends in Glenn. <laughs> it's amazing how many people misspell my name. But right. oh well. What did uh, What did they call you when you were growing up? Don't call. Don't don't say something like you know the bopper or something. What did, What was your nickname growing up? Did you ever have one? Well, yeah. People call me half ass. <laughs> Wait, your mom. No. Oh, okay. No. So my my mom called me Glenn. Okay. My grandmother was the only person I would ever allow call me Glenny. Okay. Love her, man. She's so awesome. So I won't go there. No. And then most people at school call me half-ass. Half-ass. Yeah, it kind of goes with my last name. I'm not going to say my last name, but it kind of no, goes right. with my half my, my, my last name. That was oh, my that was funny. my nickname. Oh, that's funny. Yep. And then, you know, as I, you know, got in the business world and stuff, you know, a couple of nicknames, people call me G-Man. You quit calling yourself half-ass in the business world? They don't call me half-ass in the business <laughs> world. So they call me, you know, G-Man. Uh, they, they call me G1K because mm-hmm. I used to fly 1K in United mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a business nickname. So my, my daughter, my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, her name is Christina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we call her Stina. Mm-hmm. Well... My uh, wife, is, my father-in-law was from Holland, and uh, so he, Stina shortened in his way was Stinkia. So I shortened Stinkia to Stinky. Stinky, right. Okay, which was cute when she was six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Somewhere in about high school, she says, Dad, yeah, honey. She says, when boys come over, please don't call me Stinky. Dude, I almost spit my uh, coke out. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so my uh, wife... Well, let, let me ask you before I tell the story. Yeah. What's the favorite? What's your favorite name being called? Uh, you know that's funny. I, I it, at sixty years old, I'm I like Mikey. I, Mikey's Mikey. just that's Mikey. what I call you, Mikey. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that because it's personal. It's it, yeah, it's a term of endearment. Yeah, term of endearment. Yeah. So my wife calls my my daughter. You know, I mean, she's adorable, and my my, my wife's very emphatic, and I mean, she's just bubbly and. So she calls, um, she calls my my daughter since she was young. So, I mean, I've I've known my wife like almost uh, eight years now. <clears throat> Sweet cheeks. Sweet cheeks. And so so you know it's a habit, right? Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we, we we obviously have habits. Well, it's a habit. So now she's a junior in high school, and she's calling her sweet cheeks. <laughs> I'm like. You know, she you gotta, probably doesn't like you that. Wanna, yeah, yeah. You want to advance to the next one. Yeah, you probably want to pass on yeah. that. So. so are we here to talk about <clears throat> nicknames, or are we here to get down to the business of helping others stay sober? I think sober? we should uh, continue on the uh, nicknames. Okay. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're, sometimes, sometimes we're not really good at what we do, so. Nice. Yeah. No, we uh, look, we appreciate the feedback that we get, and, uh, you know, it's uh, people can get a hold of us at, what is that, podcast at Podcast at Sober Dot Coffee, and it's funny because somebody in one of the reviews, you know, folks, if you got time, just drop in some reviews there on Apple or Spotify. You know or why? Wherever. Why? Because the next struggling stroke alcohol- your ego. No, not at all. The next struggling alcoholic is going to be Googling something like mindful drinking no, or something. You're, you're the SEO king these days. Uh, right? I know, right? That's awesome. And and they're going to be Googling it, and 
All we want is a chance to come up that we can give people real recovery conversation. Just a real recovery conversation. Connect with people on the sober path, you know, yeah, or, right. or looking to uh, get on the sober path. Right. And Hello. why do we do? Why did we do the podcast? I mean, we did the podcast because that's where the universe is now. They're digital. They're, you know, they're out there. They're, you know, we're going to expand over into YouTube at some point. And well, the reason why we did the podcast was it was early COVID, right? And people were craving right connection, and they couldn't get into a room. They were craving connection yeah. with sobriety yeah and so that's kind of why we uh, we kicked it off yeah so we're we're in a bit of a series here and i don't know how they're going to drop but um and that's terms for when they're going to go uh live <laughs> you, i know i know right i didn't know are, what a drop you were such a podcast i, I had no idea drop was something a running back did when he fumbled the ball he right. dropped it right but uh, we're doing a little we're doing a little series here and we'll get down to business because um this is trending uh, what's trending on Google? And one of the, what we're doing is busting out four or five of them and just doing an episode, complete episode on it because it wouldn't do them justice to cram into it. And today's a good one. No, I love it. It's pe- it's people out there that are Googling this stuff. They're looking for help. Right. And so we just want to talk, talk to the topic. And and look, we, we don't know what we're talking about. We're just two guys on the road to recovery that are sharing our experience, strength, and hope. That's it. So... So I, I saw one of the top trending uh, topics now is mindful drinking, mindful drinking. And uh, so so, yeah. so I had to Google that myself. Okay. Because it has been decades since I drank in a mindful way. <laughs> oh, I mind you, I drank. Yeah, but I I was, you know, when I, my early drinking career, I was probably mindful and, and, and aware. And mm-hmm. then I put on overdrive and I just drank, 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 mm-hmm. you know. But, mm-hmm. so, well, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of mindful, right? I think I know that that is. I've, well, today you are. You're, yes. I think you're mindful in every area of your life. Well, yeah. And, be, and that's something I've learned in the, in the, my days in sobriety is, is it's important to be mindful. Look, understand where you are, what's around you. It, it, it's a beautiful so perspective. Would, would, would you interchange the word mindful and aware? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think you and I in life, every area of our life, we're very aware yeah. of things around us. I think I think mindful Purposeful has a awareness. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it has a practical purpose. You know, I think it's thoroughly advantageous meditatively. That was a big sentence right mm. there. Ooh. Um, but me- meditatively, I mean, it's great just to just to absorb yourself in what's going on around you, um, you know, but I absolutely think everybody should, I, I really do think, think they should embrace mindful thinking. Yeah, so by by mindful thinking and, uh, and, and mindful drinking, yeah, right. I think it's being aware mm-hmm. of why mm-hmm. and how much mm-hmm. you drink. Right. Well... <laughs> If, so that worked for I, me for the first week. I know. I'm laughing because what you're basically saying is keep score. And I'm looking at my scoreboard, and it's like drinks 7,353 to right. zero. Well, I think that's mindful drinking. It's yeah. being aware. Yeah. And and I, I think one of the things, and again, what, what we were kind of kicking around is who's Googling this. Right. 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 You know, is it is it 
a spouse of somebody that has a drinking problem? Probably mm-hmm. not. No, probably right? not. Right. Um, is there somebody that's sober curious and maybe trying to maybe. start out in the sober path? That and, could be, and, and it's a trending. Yeah, yeah and, and they're probably thinking, hey, okay, so I ever drank the last 14 weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, I binge drank and, and I created consequences over my drinking last 14 weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, let me be more mindful when I go out, right? Let me be more aware of how much I'm drinking, when I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are the the reading that I did the the research that I did is, you know, if you catch it early enough, mm-hmm. right? And and what we've always said is somewhere there's a line, mm-hmm. right? And once you cross that imaginary line, well, it's, it's not imaginary; it's a real line, but it's invisible, right? Once you cross that line of drinking, it's very hard or impossible to go back to be a social drinker, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you catch it early enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mindful drinking is also, you know, coupled with healthier relationships with alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Meaning less consumption, mm-hmm. right? When, when you go to a function instead of having 12 drinks, hey, let, let me have two, mm-hmm. right? Then we start getting into the conversation of, well, I crave more, I want more, mm-hmm. and I only wanted two, and I only planned to have two, and I had 12, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's crossing that line, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're early, early enough, you can catch yourself and, and really, you know, lead yourself into a better relationship with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I think I think if you're keeping a spreadsheet of your mm-hmm. alcohol consumption, I think you've crossed the line already, right? I mean, I think. Oh, I think yeah, I think you're you're in the problem zone. Right, right. But psychologically and physically, maybe it hasn't latched in. I don't know. I'm not to, to that degree of expertise right right well, i know like let, let's transcend over to smoking right and there's a smoking cessation programs that say identify when you're smoking mm-hmm. okay take an index card and write down you know i just ate i had a cigarette i just got in the car i had a cigarette mm-hmm. i just right and and then you analyze that at the end of the day this is you know a smoking cessation program and you analyze it and you say all right well here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna instead of Instead of having a drink right after I eat something or a smoke after I eat something, I'm going to wait five minutes. And you do that for a week. And then you wait seven minutes. And then you wait 10 minutes, right? So, and, but at some point, here's the key. Here's the difference. In the smoking cessation coaching that I was involved in, there's an end date. There's an objective to stop. It, 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 they're not, you're not doing so a smoking cessation. To it's a means to an yeah, end. So yeah. You're, you're not looking to cut down to half a pack of cigarettes a day. You're looking to stop smoking. Yeah, so, so I think one of the things for mindful drinking is, you know, before you take a drink, right? And, and I'm mm-hmm. talking to the sober curious people. I'm talking to the ones that are just trying to cut back and, and drink healthier, right? And less problems. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, just because you had one bad binge, and, and, and don't punch me on this, you know, because you, you might disagree. But I, I don't think if... if you know, you drink one or two or three times a month or a quarter, and, and you have one bad drinking weekend, binge weekend, where things got out of control. You went to a party, you got caught up, and you got drunk. And, you know, I, I'm not sure if you're an alcoholic at that point. Mm. I, I, I can't really answer that, you know. But but there's certainly something to be aware of, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're giving me that look. Well, no, I'm smirking. Can I, can I interject with of a quick, course you sto- can. quick story? Punch it's kind, me. It's yeah, kind of funny me. now, but... Um, so back in like, I don't know, it had to be 1999, 2000, fourth 2001. Yeah, fourth grade. I, thank you. Um, anyway, I went down to Tampa for um, 
uh, for the Super Bowl. And what they had at halftime, it, Mike Ditka was there, coach of the Dub Bears. And uh, so what they did at halftime was instead of going to the TV, they just had them doing commentary. It was a big event. It was a big, you know, conference, and somebody paid them a bunch of money, right? So anyway, I, uh, you know, I had a relationship with the bartender, um, not a, you know, I had a, I had a business relationship with the bartender that every time I hit the floor, got up out of my seat, he'd prepare a drink. <laughs> so anyway, I have no really recollection of the evening, except I woke up the next morning and I had a signed ball from Mike Ditka wow. in, in, in my hotel room. I had a shirt, brochures, a note. It was great spending time with you. Holy and, smokes. That's and awesome. Right? And I'm like, <clears throat> so we had a golf outing the next morning. Mm-hmm. I get in the golf cart. And I'm thinking to myself, this is it, man. I, I That was a total blackout. I have absolutely no idea what, how this happened. Long story short, we're getting to the first hole. And we're riding, and I'm quiet. My head's banging. And I said to my golf partner, I said, I said, the strangest thing happened. He goes, yeah, did you get the football in the room when you got back to the room, too? <laughs> they gave him to everybody. <laughs> okay, so I thought well, I had a problem. It's just amazing how, you, how your brain messes It's amazing with you. how your brain, and so what did I do? I had a beer. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, totally. So, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being mindful, and and yeah, it's a funny story now, but 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 that was a reality check for me that things had gotten out of control. I really did not recall most parts of the evening, and and you know, the real challenge is for a normie, right? Somebody like you were saying, you, you know, maybe you go out a, a couple of times. I know, I know people who have gone over the line, but then they don't go over the line again for five years, you know, if they ever do again. For the normie, mindful drinking could be a natural extension just of the desire, well, to you know, to be mindful. Yeah, but I think early on to be aware before you take the next drink, mm-hmm. right? Just pause and say, "Hey, why am I drinking? What's going on here? Is this drink serving me? You know, mm-hmm. is this what I want to do? Is this the right move for me?" Right. And and I'm saying that because that was so long ago for me, mm-hmm. I can barely remember it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that might have helped somewhere mm-hmm. along the way. If I did something like that, maybe that would have helped. But I probably would have answered to to be you know fully transparent and honest. I probably would have said, "Hell yeah, this is serving me. Give me yeah. two more." Yeah, right. You know, I, I, right. I don't know. So, so how do we? How does mindful drinking play into play into the person who's listening to us, who's on the road to recovery? I mean, do you think anybody on the road to recovery is Googling mindful drinking? No, I don't think so. I, you know, I think, you know, again, with, with mindful drinking, and, and I'll probably come back to that, but my, with mindful drinking, you say, okay, how, how can I be a mindful drinker, right? Mm-hmm. You know, one, where I talked about, you know, pausing and evaluating each drink, right? The second thing could be, you know, making a drinking or alternative game plan. We've always, already talked mm-hmm. about that a lot, right? Game plan. Let's plan ahead. Let's think what we're doing. You know, let's go ahead and plan ahead. Um, you know, flexibility. You know, I mean, so many times I, I would sit there and say, I'm only having two beers tonight, and then I had three. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I beat myself up. You know, and then my beat myself up, I didn't like how I felt. So I drank to, you know, escape from how I felt about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one, the, the one tip I saw, and, and, and this tends to work, is... Be the first to order your drinks. So with a group of people, mm-hmm. be the first to order because it's easy to follow somebody else, right? It's easy to order a beer, 
But if the guy in, in, or girl in front of you orders shots, right, right, now all of a sudden you're you're getting in line behind them, and you're like, oh, I gotta have a shot because right. they're all having a shot, right? right? So, order first, and and that might mean order a coke, mm-hmm. right, or order a non-alcoholic drink. Set the trend, yeah. right? And another one is when you're in those situations, rehearse what you're going to say, say it out loud. You know, I'm not going to drink I love tonight. That. I'm not I drinking love that. tonight. You know. You know, that's four months sober program I, I was in. Um, I used to call it learn and live because, you know, it, it wasn't a lockup, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't locked up <clears throat> like some rehabs I, I was in are locked up. But you actually, you know, were able to go out into the town and you went to the town for meetings and you walked to meetings, you walked to restaurants and, you know, you, mm-hmm. you sat in restaurants and, and they would make me practice. You know, they made me say out loud to the point where I got comfortable with it. You know what? I'm not drinking tonight. Ma'am, I'm not drinking tonight. Sir, I'm not drinking tonight. Can I have a Diet Coke, please? Mm-hmm. And and I'm telling you, I tripped over those words, you know, for a week, for mm-hmm. two weeks, just because it just played with the, all the head trash going on. And in, I, I so love I that because you're right. I remember how paranoid I was about what am I going to say when somebody offers me a drink and I just, I tormented over it and I got the same advice that you got, which was know what you're going to say, practice it, say it out loud. And so you're ready, right? Which makes all the sense in the world. You know what turned out to be my go-to? What? Two words. I'm good. You know, nobody questioned me. Can I get you a beer? No, I'm good. But it's the head trash. I know. It's not reality. It's all the crap, and we've talked about they this a lot. Care. It's all this crap. I mean, there's one out of a hundred that will care, and mm-hmm. and they're the asshole, and they're the ones that have the problem, right? You know. And then let, lastly mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean, if you do have a drink, you, you know, don't pound them. You know, savor the one drink. Just just have one, right? right? right. So that's kind of mindful, and, and and I almost feel hypocritical saying, well, drink one and savor it, right? right. I mean, because. Your motto. Well, you're, ta- you're, you're talking to the guy who's yeah, sober right. curious. Yep, you're right. You know, I, I think in sober curious, check this out. When I was doing a little prep work for tonight, I found this stat. In 2019, 47% of adults, okay, 47% of adults, let that sink in, in the U.S. said they were making efforts to reduce their alcohol consumption. Half of the people. That's, that's like 100 million people. I know, right? Said they were making efforts to reduce their alcohol consumption. But check this out. So that's who we're talking to. Fewer than 1% of the drinkers were seeking outside help to change their drinking habits. That came from Nielsen. That I mean, for those that are old enough, Nielsen's a legitimate survey organization. Right. So less than 1% are getting help. Are getting help. No, <clears throat> have asked, seeked outside help. So, so now you got the people who seek outside help, but then don't thoroughly follow the path. They, they don't take the help. So let's just guess. So there's 360 million people in the United States. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, you know, 60 Adults. million are kids. Right. Right. right okay. And, or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, so there's 300 or, or there's uh, 200 million people. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and half of that roughly right. is, is trying to cut back. Isn't that crazy? And 1% or 1 million they were making are getting efforts. help. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, man, that's that is a that's who we're speaking to. Yeah, you know, we're talking to 99 million people. That's right. That are trying to cut back, and um, so so that's a big pool. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I understand that 99 percent 
haven't gotten help yet right. because in my mind for a long time, I will figure this out. Right. And it was only that I reached significant major negative consequences. And you know, you don't have to go that far. Oh my far. God, totally. You don't have to go I that did. far. I did because I'm a jagoff. I am seeing, I am seeing. I was pe- a jagoff. You were. I am seeing more young people now becoming sober. And and that warms my heart. You can see it in the rooms. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you see it in the rooms. And, and so I guess I, the end of my story is, you know, if you cut down, if you're only having one cigarette a day, just quit. If you're if you're only having two drinks, I, I, now I'm being hypocritical. But I mean, life without alcohol goes on. It it doesn't. It's going on for me anyway. That's all I could say. It goes on for me. I went to Nashville, had a good That's time. Awesome. Didn't need alcohol. And you probably enjoyed it. Not probably. You oh, definitely enjoyed absolutely. it better. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just wrote down, I said, mindful drinking increases awareness and avoids crashing the plane. You don't have to get to the point where you lose everything. That's right. You don't have to get to the point where you hit rock, rock bottom and pay all the ultimate consequences. And guess what? If you're on the road to recovery listening to us, that option is still out there. Yes. You know, the hole's only, the hole is only as deep as until you stop digging. And you can start digging again with that next drink. You that shovel. Shovel. As soon as you take that next drink, right. man, you start digging. All right, man, this was good. Let's go. Let's uh, hit topic number uh, number three. I'm uh, looking time. forward to the next one. All right, thanks, man. All right, see you, brother. Bye, bye. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800 839 1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.